And welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, RF here, Refugees Podcast. Um, this was just going to be a show where we just interviewed Quincy Marroquois, and then right as I'm wrapping up the show, right as I'm about to put the show up for our Patreon subscribe, which it is, you know, Patreon subscribers. Uh, fortunately, we, I don't think I'm a, we're, we're not going to give you, this is going to be for the general public. Uh, but you guys, you, you guys will get to hear our interview with Quincy Marroquois, um, which will be coming up after we, after we do this segment. Um, but uh, big news, big, huge I would say very, very surprising news uh, coming out, but Stephen Goff reported it and DC United making official with a statement. Uh, DC United has ended their deal with Flow Sports. Uh, They have severed ties. So this is like an instant reaction. Like literally, I just got this news. We just got this news like literally about like 10 minutes ago. Um, So John is willing to uh, separate himself from his vacation to come back on the show. John, how's how's your vacation going? How's, How's you're in Portland, Maine, aren't you? Right. I am in Bath, Maine, which is a weirder place than Portland, Maine. Uh, I don't really. I think there's a McDonald's here. That's about what there is. I was <laughs> I was at Acadia National Park today, and I was wrestling moose. So that's what I've come back from wrestling moose to to talk about flow. To talk about the thing that we criticize everyone saying was ever possible. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's time to admit wrongness on this, perhaps. Very much so. Um... I think we all just like you and me included. We're all kind of in the thing like we're, we're going to have to deal with this, you know. And maybe it was like we were in the acceptance phase when everybody was still in the anger phase. Uh, and everybody's like, "Oh, they need to end the deal. They need to end the deal." And I'm like, "There's no way this team is going to turn away, you know, millions of dollars that they and they're undoubtedly giving a lot of that up uh, to sort of end this deal with Flow Sports." And uh, I, it's very, very. What's, it, it's it's surprising. It's also amazing, I think. And I think a lot of people have been critical of the front office, the ownership for not doing, you know, for short-term moves. You heard um, Sebi Salazar on Pitch Pass complaining about, you know, the, this team is making short-term moves. The move to flow was a short-term move. This is the type of move you make. It's a very, very tough move to make. It has to be. It would not surprise me if there's somebody on the financials being like, "There's no way you can do this." You know, you. It's just all in all surprising, and um, that they make this move, and and it shows, I guess, a sense that they're aware that what they did was wrong. They're aware that what they they screwed up by making this deal, um, and Flo did not deliver the what they wanted, and they're willing to say, you know what, we're gonna walk away from the money. You know, we, we're, we're going to go find something else. We might not get offers, um, but, you know, we're, we're going to we're going to walk away from this and we're going to figure out something else to do. Um, yeah, man. I mean, what are your give me give me some of your raw thoughts on this so far. I mean, we just got this news. So I guess. Yeah. Other than being wrong, like what, what are you thinking right now? What are you thinking right now? Well, I'm thinking it could be a mutual separation here. Uh, I, I think that flow more than likely did not get the number of subscribers they assumed they were going to get. They're not going to get Wayne Rooney for the life of the deal that they thought they were going to get. So I think there's I think there's something here where DC could have kept them to their contract and gotten their money out of them, uh, and then Flo could have continued to be an absentee partner in this. Uh, and that's what they would have done. I think they would have done the bare minimum of their contractual requirement to DC United because of the fact that uh, the numbers weren't very good. Uh, there were nothing but technical problems. They were getting nothing but slam dunked on by all the subscribers and people who weren't subscribers. So I think that the, 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 the sunny sky version of this is that DC said, 
damn the torpedoes. I don't care that we're going to lose money on this. It doesn't make a difference. It's all about the te- it's all about the fans and making the fan friendly choice. So goodbye, Flo. See you later. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this one for the fans. And then the other version of this is saying both of them got together and was like, this is not working. You're not getting what you wanted. We're not getting what we wanted. Let's just let's just part as friends here and 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 go go our separate ways in 2020. I think that we will hear more in the coming weeks from Flo. DC issued a statement, but it did had it said nothing uh, from a standpoint. It said DC and I will no longer be distributing our match uh, telecast through Flow Sports. Announcements on broadcast plans for 2020 and beyond will be made in due course. So they didn't take this as an immediate chance to rip them to shreds and score points with the fans, saying that you know we didn't give you what we promised you, and this wasn't as good as it could have been, and we're and we care very much about that, so we've we've made a change. That's what they would have. That's what they would have said if this was a one-sided. We're we're out of this because you screwed up thing. So I, I think we're going to find out it's been more like the, the second version, the, the the one that's more cynical. The one that I mean, I, I would argue, you know. I think we all view from this perspective as flow needing content and they needed content. They needed, you know, if Wayne Rooney's there, do you think flow may, I mean, that's the, we can play the what if scenarios with this all the time. If Rooney's Rooney's here next year, does flow still exist as a broadcast partner? Probably. Um, I would say that is a, uh, certainly a, a possibility. Um, but I, I, I agree with you in the sentiment. I don't think they got what they wanted out of this. I think a lot of people signed up for it then left after the stream was bad, said, you know what, forget this. I think the team certainly was, I'm sure they got subscriber numbers. They saw that really not a lot of people were catching on. It was very unpopular. I'm sure when they had season ticket calls, um, I'm sure that was a huge part of the reason that, you know, people were like, you know what, you made this really, you know, crappy deal to be on Flow Sports. I don't really feel connection to this team anymore. Um, I'll be curious if anybody, if them making this move will bring anybody will, will it bring some people back will some people say you know maybe they'll call the rep again maybe they'll have ticket reps call people and say look hey we're getting out of this flow deal we're going to have a better deal um I, i'm hopeful maybe they don't wait i guess is the is the right word like they don't wait until january i'm hopeful you know next month or two they announce a deal a good one too and not just you know Oh, now we're going to be on, you know, YouTube TV or now we're going to be on, you know, ESPN Plus would probably be pretty okay. Um, But I would love it if they came out and said, you know, we're signing a deal with Comcast or uh, we're signing a deal with, you know, another local news network or a local channel or something like that. And we're going to make sure the games are available, you know, and that's going to be our top priority. So, um, Again, you know, I guess like reviewing the history of the of the flow deal. I mean, it would just it was we we talked endlessly on the show just how bad of a deal it was. It took them. It, they promised at the beginning of the season. One of the big things I get is they promised at the beginning of the season we're going to have an Android app. We're going to have an Android app out, and it's not until like September that they finally get that Android app out. So I think I think the team was frustrated. I think they were frustrated from the beginning. The only bad, the only press they got in the early part of the year was just how bad everything was going with this flow, with this flow FC deal. Um, and it just got perpetually worse. And I think that the team sort of went to flow and said, this isn't working. You know, we, we, we want to walk away from this. Um, and so I don't know. I'd be curious to hear some of the, some of the, I'd be curious if anything comes out about this. I maybe oh, you go- will there. We- there will be stuff. I think there will be leaks, particularly if this was even if this was mutually agreed. There will be leaks. Uh, Pablo will get something. Steve will get something. Um, well, I think we're we're just early days on this. I think in the next couple of days we'll yeah. hear something about 
I, I, if you if you paid any attention to sort of the content that's been put out, DC has been publishing some of the stuff that used to be on the premium side for free on the website because they know that no one's going to the Flow Sports app because despite its new logo, it sucks yeah. and uh, <laughs> it's very hard to find the content. Uh, and also, I mean, we, we beat the horse completely to death, but all of the promised content that we said we were getting, we didn't get. So I, I, <laughs> I think they might have even had grounds for termination if the, if the contract really stipulated for those things promised to the fans. They might have been able to get out of it with a sort of a no cost a no cost penalty. I don't think we'll ever hear that particular yeah. part of it, but I think we'll definitely hear what the front office was feeling about the deal uh, from from a friendly to a friendly reporter here in the, in the coming days and weeks. Yeah, and I think it, I'm just I'm I'm happy that they made this move. It sort of breathes some I guess some new life into me about maybe this team is sort of turning a leaf, turning a corner, you know, maybe they're, they're finally starting to, to realize what's important if they want to be, you know, a, a successful and well-versed club. You know, maybe it's the fact, that, you know, look at how the spirit have grown sort of in their, in the two games they had at Audi Field, the fact that their games were on NBC Sports Washington that you could watch. You know, those, those types of moves really boosted their uh, their visibility in the Washington market. And you very much saw D.C. kind of, you know, shra- you know, sh- you know, sort of pull back. Um, you know, I, I, I think I guess, you know, the next move the team has to make, they have to make they have to make a good move, uh, whether it's on Comcast, whether it's on ESPN. If they go to, you know, another another service or to a channel that not a lot of people get and they're blacking it out in areas, you know, if they if they pull the there's there's the Columbus crew were infamous for this. Probably the next worst TV deal other than flows uh, or media rights deal was the Columbus crew because they were on a channel that you literally had to have Time Warner cable to get. Um, and they were in they blacked it out too, like all over all over Columbus. So um, I, I guess the the next move, of course, for this team is you know obviously the year's done. Um, I find it very surprising. I, the reason I don't think it was actually very mutual is they could have waited until the last game of the season. They could have waited till after the last game to say this is over, this is done. Um, I find it very interesting that literally like the the game coming up, which still should be in within like their contract for this year, they're not even showing it on Flow Sports. It's going to be on their website. Um, I'm, I asked That's the true. team. I'm still waiting to see um, it, for confirmation as to whether it'll be uh, blacked out on ESPN Plus. I'll be very curious about that. Um, if that, if they'll sort of lift the blackouts. Um, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, I don't think they have a choice of that." They do actually have some sort of say over that. Um, I, I, but I'll be curious if if that happens. But um, I just find it very. There's a guy mad. There's a guy mad. It's not going to be on Flow because he paid for Flow for the year. <laughs> yeah. So that's the first time I. I mean, I, true. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it is true. I, I, but I don't. I think he'll be. I don't think he'll be uh, joined by a lot of people. It appears just based on Twitter. It looks like this is a pretty positive move. It looks like people are overwhelmingly happy about it. And which you, you kind of would expect, right? You know, and and I I understand that sentiment. I, I do. Uh, I understand. You know, heck, you know, you paid for flow for a year. I paid for flow for a year. Um, we did. We 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 paid for the service. We put our own. You know, hard earned money. You know into the service uh to buy it you know because we wanted to watch the team and and you know we're suckers and and everything um you know we didn't ask for a refund after the game so you know that's 70 dollars that we're gonna 70 some dollars we're gonna have to eat um so 
I guess I'm you know, doing the app for my iPad right now as we speak. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh it's coming. It's coming off my Apple TV. Uh, it's coming off Apple TV. Gone. It's coming off my my Android app. But you know, I I guess I'm more on the side of you know the team. I think did right because I I was I had spent sort of the time thinking. I, I think someone had posted a picture where they were saying the renewal rate was going to be 150, um, and I I was getting concerned that we were going to enter um, we were going to enter the uh, the we were going to enter the next uh, when they renewal date whenever we bought, purchased it me it would have been around like March or April when I purchased it um, I think it was like the it was the I know it was the New York game is when I purchased it I can't remember exactly what date that was um, I was worried that they were going to charge me 150 bucks and there was going to be and then they were going to say oh no there's no way you know you can get the discount discount was a one time you know rate offer. And now it's like I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to worry about that anymore. That is completely off the table. Um, so, and I guess that is that's sort of where I'm coming from. The perspective of I'm I'm am I happy that I basically spent seventy dollars? Not really, because it probably would have run up right to the next season anyway, and I would have to drop seventy more dollars to watch the team next year. So now I don't have to worry about that. Um, nope. You know, and so that's more where I'm coming. I'm coming more not thinking about. You know, I spent seventy dollars on the service, thinking they would be there. It was like, well, I would have had to pay it anyway next season. So, um, I guess your your thoughts. Where you know, I know we're a complete speculation territory. If you had to give a prediction, though, where does DC sort of go with their media with their media rights next season? Where do you see hmm. them heading? That's a, yeah, that's a good question. I think that they're going to bring in the video production in house. The thing that people have criticized them for doing, where all that extra content was going to be. I think that they're going to hire more people instead of opt all of that out. I think they tried that this year and saw that it didn't work. Um, so all of your extra content will be team produced, I think. And there will be more of it than last year. I think they realized that they missed opportunity for acquisition of new fans, particularly, you know, as we continue to maybe lose fans, although our, you know, our scientific study said that that's not true. Um, but I think probably, um, I think, I think CSN makes sense. I think CSN is a good, is a good spot. They have got the, um, they have the space from the perspective that they've got the plus channels, which is annoying and everybody hates that. Uh, but there's always the, there's, there's, there will be some opportunities for them to be over the air. And then when they're not, they can be on the app just like they were with flow sports. So that it gives people an opportunity to do things both ways. Um, and their technology is proven. Uh, people have some issues with MB, the NBC sports app, I think mm-hmm. overall, but uh, we won't be, they won't be blacked out while sitting in the middle of DC. Uh, so that's, <laughs> so that's something. Uh, what about you? Where do you think I go? ESPN Plus, maybe. So I I think if if I'm the marketing person and I want to get back into the public mindset, back into the the general the if I want to get back into the sports uh, mindset, I mean, you go CSN and you come to CSN. Okay, what do we got to do to get you know you guys to 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 produce games? Um, to produce all, you know, all the games, I think would be would be important. Um, you know, if they're over the NBC Sports app, if you have a a cable package, you know, hey, that's fine. Um, I've I've used the NBC Sports app. Um, I've had a few issues with it. It's not ESPN. I think takes the the cake, and Fox Sports even got better. Um, I felt, um, but uh, NBC Sports has always kind of been a, a little bit of a a little bit of a struggle. Um, I think that's important to sort of get local voices back covering DC United. Um, you know, you bring in people who covered the team and that's really why I think the stadium conversation with DC stayed in the mindset was because you had the CSN, you know, talk shows 
talking. Uh, you had uh, Ivan Ivan Carter talking about how important it was for DC to get a stadium, um, and and everything like that. They kept themselves in the public mindset. Um, you know, if I personally think uh, they might go like an ESPN Plus route. Um, I you know, I think maybe this also might be dictating. I think also, um, I think after the issues and all the criticisms that were with FC Cincinnati and MLS, I wonder if almost DC went to MLS and said, you got to help us get out of this contract. And I think MLS said, because I think they were, Flo was trying to use this to bring in the entire, all the MLS games. They were going to try to negotiate and get every single MLS game. And I think MLS just went to them straight up and said, look, you guys failed. You're not getting MLS. You're not getting MLS games anymore. Um, I'll be curious. The the other deal they have is with FC Cincinnati. I'll be very curious yep. if, if that deal stays in place, um, especially with DC United dropping out. Whether they'll still even want to keep FC Cincinnati, uh, particularly after FC Cincinnati not having a good season. So I'm almost wondering if MLS stepped in and said, "Look, you guys failed. You guys did not deliver a good product. You guys, we gave you guys a chance and an opportunity to actually." Um, to actually develop a good product and you guys failed and you know what uh you guys aren't getting mls rights anymore so you can either let dc out of this contract but you know you you you're pretty you're done um as far as we're concerned so i i'd be curious i if, wonder i wonder too if in the flow sports derby here that uh flow will broadcast the away feed for fc since it's not going to be nationally broadcast otherwise yeah i wonder if <laughs> we know they're not going to be on site so that doesn't matter so they'll use the same feed that dc is using for uh for the for the website uh, that'd be <laughs> that'd be interesting that would be interesting yeah. I didn't even think about that yeah this is that's interesting too this is a game between the two like the two MLS teams that have the flow sports contract that's uh that's wow um not anymore yeah not now not, it's just one now it's just <laughs> one maybe maybe more um yeah so um I guess uh, everybody uh, we'll be back on I think for our live show. Um, so if you guys want to call in uh, and uh, enjoy the interview with Quincy Marroquois, uh, John, did you have anything else you wanted to add about this? Or? Uh, Mo- Moses Nyman's contract signed this week. Finally, that was yes. cool. Yeah, that's but good that's, to see. That's, that's, that's about it. Yeah. Slow week. Otherwise, let's hope for the let's hope for a win on Sunday night and a home playoff game, so you and I can uh, can make that happen in person. Yeah, exactly. And we can we can celebrate no more flow sports in in yep. uh, in, in, in DC United's. Uh, future which is oh it's i'm i'm so relieved i'm i'm very relieved That's about good. this very relieved about this all right um i guess with that um we will catch you all uh, enjoy the interview with quincy um great interview and uh you'll you'll catch that on the next segment so um it's just me john will will di- disappear and vanish into the back in the woods back into the woods goodbye back everyone the woods. goodbye <laughs> Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, RFK Refugees Podcast. Ted here. John is not here. He is on assignment in Maine. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say he's trying to track down Jared Jeffrey. That's that's what he that's what he used. He's 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 constantly obsessed with finding Jared Jeffrey. Uh, but joining us on the phone, uh, he is of course the DC United for, forward. 
He has played for the Montreal Impact, uh, Colorado Rapids, Toronto FC, Chicago Fire. Uh, he is the founder of Perfect Soccer, um, and he is very much currently in your head right now. Uh, Quincy Ameriqua, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And I like, I like that last shout of <laughs> I'm in your head. Loving that. Yes, because I'm assuming most people are like listening like in their car or in their headphones. So you are literally coming through into their head. So I like to, I like to think I like to think of it that way. <laughs> uh, I do as well. Since we did it first, there's no there's no escaping. We win. <laughs> exactly exactly uh well let's uh let's get started let's i want to talk a little bit uh, you guys have a have a big game coming up um this is a game that's going to decide uh whether we get a home playoff game uh whether i get to go to audi field again so no pressure um to to see dc united unfortunately i won't be able to make it for the for the game this weekend um so i guess how's the mood in the locker room right now um you guys are obviously playing a team uh, that is below you in the standings. Um, how, how have things been uh, since the 0-0 draw against New York? Good. I think um, at this point in the year, it's important to hold the other team scoreless. You can't lose if the other team never scores. So I think that's the number one priority and the main focus. And then then from there, uh, build. Um, I think... Being effective is more important than how things look right now, and the teams who forget that usually get uh, knocked out of the playoffs pretty quickly. Yeah, and and you know, sp- speaking to that, uh, I guess the way this year started, you know, we Ben Olsen was you know clearly trying to you know preach this passing style soccer, build possession, um, and it seemed like it was kind of working to start the to start the year. Uh, then, you know, there were some injuries there and the team entered a little bit of a rut. Um, you know, they giving up three, four goals to Philly. Uh, and then, so there was almost a switch sort of back to a more defensive style of, uh, of games. So there was more focus on defensive style, which we've seen Ben Olsen do that, uh, plenty of times before. Um, and then suddenly things start to get together. You guys went on a three game winning, winning streak. You know, why do you think this team suddenly became more effective where before it just seemed like we were just, it was like you were opening games five minutes in and letting in a goal, and and things were just not going well. Well, that's a pretty big question, <laughs> covering a, a long duration of time and many changing variables. Um, but I'll try to break it down into a short soundbite, because I know that's kind of what, <laughs> what you're looking for. But I'd say... Overall, it's, um, I think it's the problem that most fans and coaches uh, are running into in the modern game of football, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and social media in general, um, everything needs to be summarized into a headline, a tweet, um, you know, a, a five-second highlight, a 10-second highlight. But that doesn't encapsulate... Um, the game of chess that happens over the course of 90 minutes, you know, I think, um, I think the short term need for a headline becomes its own, uh, self-fulfilling prophecy in terms of, of, um, uh, law of diminishing returns, you know? And I think that's kind of what happened to us at the beginning of the year. 
Um, we came out with a more, let's say, at- attractive-looking, passing style of play. Um, but as with any system, um, you know, and at this level, eventually other teams adjust accordingly and adapt and uh, exploit your weaknesses. And, you know, um, though offense is critical, right, um, it's, it's what gets people to show up. It's the goals. Um, you know, everyone has heard defense wins championships, though, right? And I think, you know, once you're starting to see the, the parts of your game getting exploited, you need to adjust and adapt. And, and I think um, it took us going in a rut a little bit longer than you would typically like to see before we realized what adjustments we needed to make. But at the end of the day, you want to win games. Um, and and you you take what the game gives you, and I think again, kind of tying to what I said before, um, at this point in the at, at this point in the season, the result is is most important, and whatever you need to do to get the result. So yeah, and I think I kind of crashed that down enough, crunched that down enough. But, <laughs> yeah. it, it, you were you're a hundred you're hundred percent okay. Uh, we got a question actually that came from you know related to next week's game. Uh, coming from Dan uh, Dickinson, who's a, a longtime supporter of the show. Uh, it, it looks like, you know, unfortunately with, with uh, Wayne Rooney's suspension, um, it looks like you're probably going to be the starter and, and with um, with Kamara coming back from injury. How does sort of your – how is the mental preparation different when you're, you're heading into a week knowing you'll, you're probably going to be on the starting lineup versus someone who's going to come off the bench? Is there is there a different mindset that you have, or are you just the same the same player? Mental preparation doesn't change. Physical preparation adjusts to time of year, you know, age, needs of the team, current state of uh, where you're at in the season. But men- mentally, no, um, n- no changes on the mental side. Um, a big reason why I preach MSL Mental Strength League is uh, players like myself, um, opportunities come few and far between. And if you're not ready when your opportunity presents itself, there's, you know, a million other people who want your spot or position. And, um, and you know, the MSL is the game, the mental game that I've created for myself to always uh, stay ready so I don't have to get ready. I'm I'm ready for my opportunity if and when it comes, and um, uh, I don't take it for granted. And um, yeah, the mental side has to be has to be there because if not, you you won't stick around for very long. But um, uh, the physical preparation obviously changes depending on you know if you're starting versus uh, potentially coming off the bench versus not being involved. Um, how you ramp up and prepare during the week. Um, is is in flux based on that. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not really sure what Sunday will look like because um, Ola's still you know rehabbing or coming back from injury. But I have to be prepared for any outcome uh, regardless. Yeah, and uh, I must say I, I, you have my vote to start next week. So if if Ben Olson ever listens to this podcast, you, you can tell him Ted says you should start. So that's that's my vote. I don't know if it'll. I don't know if he'll get anywhere with Ben. <laughs> I, I like that. I think you know the support and the the influence and the thoughts from the fan base has uh, 
has a lot of has a lot of say in stuff. So I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Um, it, and if you're hearing that, hey, Ted said so, not me. <laughs> uh, it's okay. I, I somehow I doubt Ben uh, Ben Olson listens to podcasts. I think he's made it pretty clear what he thinks about new media before. But um, uh, talking a little bit, you, you talk about the mental side of the game, and that's I guess more of what I I enjoy you as a player is is how much you sort of embrace this the mental the mental mental side of the game of course you know the the most famous moment i i would say was your your guarding of of zlatan ibrahimovic you know sort of frustrating him not letting him get involved did you come into the game with that type of plan or was that something that just kind of grew out of the game where like or i guess where where did that come from because you were you, you know resting you know sort of being a nuisance to him and and the the sort of the playing the mind games and stuff like that. I guess did you come into the game wanting to do that, or is that something that just kind of develops as as you see the game going in that direction? You want to sort of you know make that sort of mental state on the game, if that made any sense at all. I understand what you're asking. Where I would frame, reframe your assumptions would be in saying that. Um, uh, would reframe would be in the sense of that's probably the first time you've been paying attention to what it is that I do. If you've been paying attention to what it is that I do and how I play for years, you'd see that I've been a nuisance to whoever's across from me. And the reason why I think it's surprising to people is because it's been no different for Zlatan as it is for anybody else who I'm playing against. So whatever I need to do to let you know today is going to be a very difficult day. And if you're someone who it's very easy to just crawl inside your mind and, you know, develop real estate rent free, then that's what I'm going to do. And if it's someone that I just need to dominate physically because they need to know that they're in my back pocket, then okay. And if I just have to outwork you and know that, let you know that I'm not giving up and that you don't want to be here today and, you know, maybe just go for the next game, you know, you don't really want to play against me today because you're only prepared to work for maybe 10 or 15 minutes, not 70, 80, 90 minutes plus stoppage time. Like, it's not that important. You know, it's just one game. You should just give up. It's tiring. <laughs> like, it's tiring. Like, I won't be quiet. I just keep talking. And then, oh, man, you're, I'm right next to you. And, oh, man, I'm going to keep the next one. And, oh, that was really close. And what are you going to do? Oh, man. Oh, geez. Oh, God. No, please, no. Stop it. Just stop. I can see it on your face. You want me to stop right now. This is getting really uncomfortable. It's getting really uncomfortable. You can tell. What is what? Stop it. Yeah. And let me just say that. Stop um, it. Sorry. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my point. Yeah. Can you deal with that for an hour and a half? And well, still focus on what you're doing and what you need to do. Uh, I can. I don't know if you can. Exactly. And and I won't let me say I didn't notice uh I think it was the the Colorado game kind of early in the season um and I noticed you were sitting there on the on the sidelines while I I can't remember the Colorado player who's taking the corner and I could hear you I don't know if you were mumbling it or you were yelling it and the and the the cameras just weren't quite picking it up but I could hear you uh even trying to get in the head uh, of the opponent when you're not on the field and I I respect that greatly. I don't know if you even remember no. that moment. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, no, I know you're talking about. We're in Colorado, and I had my face mask on, and we're in the corner, and I think his name's Price. Uh, came up to 
Is that his name? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Uh, with a beard yeah he came up to do that yeah you know if i can help my i said my number one goal is to be the best teammate i can be and if that means i can take the attention of the guy across from my teammate away for a half second well that gives my teammate a half second to exploit and take advantage of it you know i don't have to score the goal i don't have to have the assist i can create space for the guys around me and you know as long as we win the game, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to help influence and increase the likelihood we have of winning the game. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and I think that's what fans uh, certainly like about your, your style of play and what you come out to do. And we DC's always had players who clearly want to be here and want, and want, and want to contribute. Um, and you're certainly one of those. And we, we respect that greatly here in this, uh, in this club for sure. Um, I guess, uh, talk, Maybe talk a little bit about your team. Who's maybe a player on DC United right now that you don't think gets enough, you know, attention? Sort of an underrated starter, uh, person off the bench. It could be somebody who's just arrived too in the summer. Is there a certain player that you don't think we we don't talk enough about? You mean on like on social media? Uh, social media, the the me, you know, MLS media, you know, whatever. You know, obviously. We don't think you get enough attention, but is there anybody like on DC United specifically that you don't think uh, gets talked about enough? Um, let me think. That's a good question. <laughs> um, well, because I'm trying to think of not talked about enough for what for what reasons. Um, just in general, like skill, uh, their impact on the game, maybe that doesn't go as noticed. Um, it could even be somebody like in practice who maybe. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, uh, junior. Junior? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. his job is to be consistent and even, even keel. You know, so like that doesn't get you a lot of interviews and accolades and pictures and stuff. But. Um, I think his job is one that's necessary and one that is difficult to do because the expectation is that you are consistent and you always show up and you can't make mistakes, you know? So I think he's definitely someone. And then I'd say Russ at right back, like how he's done stepping into that role and position these last couple games. I think has been really, really good. And maybe one that hasn't been talked about enough considering, I want to say, what the win streaks have been since he's kind of come back into that position as well, too. So thinking that that's kind of like, that would be, those would be two. Cool, cool. I want to shift the focus maybe a little bit um, to sort of, off the field uh, related uh, related items. Uh, first of which is the, of course, the CBA negotiations uh, that are coming up for the players' union. You're somebody you've been in the league since you know 2009. You've seen this league, you know, grow. You've seen you've seen a number how a number of different front offices sort of handle you know player relations, travel, all the things that are up up for debate um, with the with the players union, I, I guess, you know, a big thing that's sort of been made about is the, is the charter flights and, and, and the lack of travel, I guess, you know, what in your perspective and, and at, maybe you, you can 
pretty say, you know, I, it's you don't feel like it's conducive to talk about this, but I think it's worth asking kind of, yeah. you know, what do you how do you see the labor negotiations going? Where do you feel the players are now than say they have been in past sort of labor negotiations? Okay, with with relation to your question on travel, uh, or yeah. just overall in general? Overall in general, I guess is more what I'm getting at because I've, I've always I feel like there's a more unified, um, more unified effort on, on the on behalf of the players. There's more symbols of unity than we've seen in the past. There's more sort of talking about it that almost <laughs> almost feels like you guys are are prepared. Uh, to really go far, to really you know do what needs to be done to improve sort of what you all feel is is sort of how you guys are treated as players in this league. I guess the best way I could answer that question would be in the fact that you're asking that question now, so early before the talks, um, before the actual CBA is expired, and this isn't something that I think media outlets would have been asking about so early. And I think a uh, reason for that is because of how unified the player pool is and how organized we are and how prepared we are for the upcoming negotiations. And um, I think the league will and should look at, look at us and look at where we are and where we're, where we're, where we're at just right now as um, uh, look at it seriously, not not to underestimate our um, our solidarity and our organization and our understanding of the issues and our understanding of of uh, what what is required to to take this league to the level that Don says he wants it to be in these coming years. And that's one of the top leagues in the world. So um, if he's is going to continue to say that and make those claims, then um, he's definitely going to have to work with the union to create a level of a standard conducive with a top league in the world. And, um, I think the union is is uh, showcasing uh, our level of our level of growth uh, to the that the the league has grown. I mean, in your opinion, is is the most important issue the the travel? We've heard a, that's been sort of the the dominating topic, I guess, in, in with the CBA negotiations. Is that in your mind? Is that the most important thing? Um, or are there other I issues? Would, I, Go ahead. I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say there's a, and a most important thing. I'd say that there is an array of things that aren't good enough, and travel happens to be one of those things. Cool. Um, well, uh, I, you know, I, I would say as fans, you know, we. I love this league. I love watching this league. You know, I am maybe foolish enough to do a podcast. Podcast. And spend a lot of my free time, much to my wife's chagrin, uh, talking about this game. Uh, but I think fans, especially like me, we recognize that things need to change and things need to get better. 
from the player's perspective. So um, if we have to go, you know, a, a few days, a month, you know, without MLS, you know, we're we're prepared to do that because I think at the end of the day we support the, the people we watch on the field. So um, I hope things go really well in the CBA negotiations. I hope you guys uh, get, you know, as much as you can uh, to sort of – uh, to do it, do what you said, which is uh, Don wants this to be a top league. Uh, the, I think the things you're proposing, uh, that the players' union is proposing, um, are going to help do that for sure. So I hope I'm hopeful that the owners are willing to to listen to that. So, um, I, no, I appreciate you saying that. I would encourage uh, yourself and anyone else who's listening uh, to this now or in the future to uh, definitely let the owners know. You know, call them up. Tweet Don, send him some tweets, send him some <laughs> "I'm in your head" emojis, and let him know. You know what I mean? Hey, this is our league, and we want it to we want it to continue to grow, and we we want what's in the best interest of the players, both in the short and long term. Just like we want what's uh, we want what's best for our league. And I think there's been a lot of players over the years who've invested a lot of their lives and time and effort and energy into helping this league grow, and um, I think those individuals want to continue to help to do that in the future. But in order to to do that, um, to do that consistently and to the best of our ability, um, some things definitely need to change and, and get better. So it's 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 very it's very cool to hear that the uh, the fans are on the player side, and I would definitely encourage the fans to let ownership and um and the dawn know that as well too i guess uh bringing the focus uh you know we got some listener questions um and uh, a lot of them want to ask sort of uh what was your favorite moment um this year for dc united um my favorite moment of it was your goal against uh new england um incredibly impressive goal to tie it to tie the game up um i was sitting in the stand for that game so it was an awesome moment to see um and uh don't know if we'd be it's just a draw but i think it was an important it was an important point an important uh way the team sort of rallied and sort of came back so i guess what would you highlight as sort of your your moment moment of the season so far or your favorite moment so far well i enjoyed that one that was a that was a fun moment and yeah i agree i think that was a that was a big point for us to uh, pull pull away with kind of where we were at in the season. Um, I'd say the LA game was good. That was the my first my first full ninety minute game, uh, regular season ninety minute game. Um, and you know, when you're when you're in the position and role that I'm in, the games come few and far between. So that was that was a that was great in terms of you know, um, being rewarded for my efforts in terms of just from myself personally as a team, getting the win, shutting down um, the opposing team, and then being involved in, you know, both the goals that were scored. Um, and then I'd say the exhibition games have been uh, been great because those are the games that I've, I've gotten to play. So I've I scored in all three of the exhibitions that we had this year against, what was it, Real Batiste? Uh, Marseille and Puebla. So, yeah, I'd say in terms of on the field moments, uh, those games, and then off the field, definitely just my conversations and the relationships I've built with my teammates in the locker room over the over the year. 
um, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of great people, um, in the organization. And I, I really enjoy getting to know people and learning their story and understanding their perspective. Um, cause you know, I just, it's something I've, I've greatly enjoyed over the course of my career and I definitely don't take it, um, for granted. And yeah, that would be kind of on and off the field. That's, uh, that's awesome. That's, uh, that's really, um, really awesome to hear. And, uh, we also got some questions. Um, I think, uh, Shannon, um, is asking, um, I, I, I sometimes wonder if we do have, uh, you know, aspiring kids who want to, you know, learn how to be professionals and play soccer, you know, what would be sort of some advice you would give kids who maybe are on youth teams, uh, academies, even what would you give them if they want to, uh, play soccer professionally? Oh, that's a great question. Um, what I would give them is this link, and this link is perfectsoccerskills.com slash time. And the reason why I give them that is um, uh, over the many, many years of being in this league and figuring out um, what it takes to play at the professional level and stay at the professional level for as long as I have, um, there are many different recurring themes I see from the youth all the way to the professional level as uh, mistakes players are making or preventing them from kind of making the jump to where they want to go or, or, or um, getting to the level they need to get to in order to do what it is that they want to do. And I think the fundamental underlying uh, reason for their inability to do so is because of a, of a lack of understanding of how best to invest their time. Um, time um, is something that I think the younger you are, the less you tend to value it because you believe you have an unlimited supply of it. And um, it's not until you get older and realize you've made mistakes of time that you have regret. And that regret is uh, feeling, as, feeling as though had you have known better or differently, things could have panned out differently. So um, that was a, that was an issue and problem I had, especially when I came into the league over 10 years ago when I'm speaking to players around me. Um, uh, the common theme that I couldn't wrap my head around that always – I couldn't make any sense of it was uh, I would talk to players and I'd say, hey, what are you doing to prepare for, like, when you're 30? This is when we're 20, right? Like, when you're 30, <laughs> 10 years from now. Um, you know, what are you going to, what are you doing to prepare for when your career ends? And most of the players that, not most, all the players were always thinking like, what do you mean career end? You know, I'm going to go on to play for Real Madrid one day or whatever. Right. Um, or I'm going to play here for 15 years and I'm going to make a million dollars or however much money. And for me, I was looking at it and I was going like, okay, even if that's true and you go on to play for 10, 15, 20 years, it's still going to end one day. So like, what are you planning to do then? And most players never have an answer. And that's always, I didn't understand that. So now that I've been in the league for 10 years, I now understand what it is and why that's the case. And that's why I created the link that I give you, perfectsoccerskills.com slash time, because what this document that I've put together um, is a way for you to manage your time and see your time. So a lot of players aren't able to see their time. And because they can't see their time, they literally don't realize and see how much time they're wasting and how much of why they aren't getting to where they want to go 
or B is because they're making a bunch of excuses. And the biggest excuse is I don't have time. And for 99.9% of all people listening and listening to this right now and in the future, uh, go there, fill out the time management document and sheet. I have a video that walks you through how to use the document. And by the time you finish it, you will probably be looking at your time and realizing that you're making a lot of excuses as to not being able to have the time to get better at the things you say you need to, or you know, you need to, to get to where you want to want to be or go. So that is my, that is a long, but uh, gives a long answer, but that's what players need um, and what they've been missing and what they usually don't realize they're missing until it's too late. So uh, the reason I put all this together and tested this with my with my team, so I tested this stuff internally over the last like three or four years. Uh, my company, Perfect Soccer, we have over what, 13 full-time employees now. Um, everybody on the team has gone through this. I've tested this and vetted it over time, and uh, we've refined it, and this is the system and process I, I put in place for all people who join our team, as well as many of my teammates go through this and use this to manage themselves because we basically do MSL coaching. Um, and... Um, I didn't want money to be a reason why you didn't have access to it. So it's free. The whole thing is free. The training is free. You use it as free. Um, Cause I don't want money to be a barrier for people to be able and access to information to be a reason why people can't accomplish their goals. Because looking back on my career, uh, I made a lot of mistakes and things took me a lot longer to learn than they should have. Had I um, had access to this information and I realized why I didn't get it from people, but um, I want to be the person to other players that, you know, I wish I had when I was going through the system. So I appreciate you letting me kind of go on yeah. a tangent there. Uh, we're not a tangent on a rant there, but that's, you know, you know, something I believe a lot in. I've spent a lot of time developing and putting into place. And um, it's for those who are who are dedicated to to accomplishing their goals. Yeah. And that's and that sounds like really awesome work. And I, I like the 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 free the idea that it's free and it's and you didn't want financials to be a barrier. Um, I wonder if you can go work at U.S. Soccer because I feel like they need a message about how uh, finances should not be a barrier to uh, developing players and 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 making professional players. So um, I like that. I like well, that they, sentiment a lot. <laughs> well, they yeah. Well, they hear that, but then they look and they say, "Well, we're making so much money. Like, why would we stop?" Yeah. So um, yeah, and and. That's why I made all this because they won't. And it was so hard for me because there was too many people along the way that just saw me as an opportunity to make money. So they wouldn't teach you or show you or help you learn what it is you needed to learn because the fact that you were ignorant or unaware was a way in which they could profit off of you. So, that's how the system was built and I understand it and because I understand it and because I made it through and I got to the other side, I broke it all down. So it's step by step. So you can understand the mentality and all the rules and all the things you need to understand and know and all of the, the BS sayings and all the cliche stuff people are going to tell you on the way to lie to you, to continue to keep you in the space so you can be taken advantage of. And that's what our website is. That's what our, uh, that's what our 
tools and resources are here to help facilitate. So it's just, it's like not having access to the information is no longer an excuse for why you can't make it happen. It's there now and it's available and it's free. And the more people use it and see it and learn about it, which is again, why I'm very grateful that you're you know willing to allow me to speak about this um, to your, to your following. Mm-hmm. Um, the faster we can change the system. So it is, it's more in alignment with what's in the best interest of the players and developing, uh, developing players for the long-term health of soccer and in, in America, not just to profit off of to profit profit off of um, players. That's a uh, yeah, that's really cool. Um, I, I am a hundred percent with with that sentiment. Uh, spe- speaking of stuff that is uh, also free and awesome. Uh, we got Quincy time in Dan. I'm going to say Dan's again, cause I'm pretty sure I messed up his last name. So I'm going to go ahead and give Dan another question. Uh, when will, when will you do Quincy time at a DC museum or landmark? When are, when are we going to get some, uh, some of that action? You, maybe you, maybe you haven't even thought about doing it, but, um, Dan would like to know no, the answer to that. <laughs> I'm all, I'm always down for, uh, Quincy time episodes. I think the the fans just gotta ask for them. You know, you gotta you gotta let the media team know that you want some Quincy time. Uh, as you know, I'm I'm more than willing and happy to uh, self promote. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, you know, when, when I keep um, when I'm the one self promoting all the time, then uh, people tend to think it's just me wanting to to do it for myself. So if if fans and, and uh, followers are wanting episodes, I very much encourage you to let the digital team know and uh, demand that they set something up because I'd be, ha- I'd be I'd be happy to you know bring Quincy time back. So you, you hear that listeners? So tweet at DC United, include Quincy. Just just hashtag we want Quincy time, I think is what you should do. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that, that would be good. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah. And, and any uh, ideas ideas that you got for stuff I, I never do any like eating challenges like food eating challenges but any almost pretty much anything else uh is fair game yeah man you're on a dot you gotta be on a strict uh, sports diet i understand that completely i understand that completely um i'm trying to think about anything else uh i guess you know you obviously promoted per- perfect soccer uh definitely check that out everybody perfect soccer it's perfectsoccer.com correct Perfect soccer skills dot com. Apologies. Um, so, uh, I guess anything else you want to promote? Any anything else you want to tell about the listeners? I'll, I'll give you your your final. I'll give you the final word on this uh, on this on this podcast. Oh man, if you're going to give me time to promote, I can drop so much stuff on you. But <laughs> so the first one I'll give you is this: every Thursday at six p.m. PST, nine p.m. EST, I go live on the at Perfect underscore Soccer account to break down the MSL, the Mental Strength League, on the hashtag AskASoccerPro show with your host, 11-year MLS pro Quincy Marquois. Um, you can join in on the live. We're actually be going live tonight on the account and get your questions answered um, and learn more about the MSL. And if you're not able to join in on the lives, you can always go to perfectsoccerskills.com slash AASP and watch all of the replays. Um, I post them up weekly. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, I think the most important thing that I definitely would want everyone to take away is, uh, is our time management worksheet, um, goal setting worksheet, uh, at perfectsoccerskills.com slash time. So, um, if you want and need any of your questions answered, join me in on the lives. And, uh, if you're wanting something 
that will become the most valuable thing that you own if you apply it and use it head over there and um i'll be happy to see you guys on the lives in the future absolutely and uh, by the way i think you would be an awesome like sports psychologist so if you ever consider that as like part of your like uh of your uh renaissance like jobs that you have along with being a soccer player um i think you'd be awesome at that so i'm gonna go ahead and say that right off the bat hey thank you very much so <laughs> the segment on uh the second half of the segment on the ask a soccer pro show is uh the mental breakdown so um individuals call in with their question or the usually it's uh, players who are having or running into soccer problems and situations on the field and then we break down their mentality so that we can put forth a plan to build it back up so we're already on that mental strength coach uh training regimen so uh join join uh join me on the live i'm not sure you guys have a instagram account uh i think i'm trying to remember if john has set that up i, I don't do a lot with the with the instagram um but uh uh we do a lot of with twitter and stuff like that but um i, I will get on john to make the instagram account because he does more of that more with instagram than i do i'm i'm pretty much like solely on twitter so I'm still I'm still uh, improving my Twitter game every day, so hopefully I'll I'll get to your guys' level here soon, and and we can we can figure out something here in the future as well too. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, uh, with that, I guess we'll wrap up the show. Uh, thank you, Quincy Ameriqua, for joining the show, and uh, we will catch you all next week. Hopefully, celebrating a Quincy Ameriqua hat trick, a three nothing victory over Cincinnati, and a home playoff game to get ready for. So. Uh, we will catch you all next week. Vamos.